And uh, I'd like just a little bit more excitement. Let's get into the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Don't be asleep on me already. Amen. All right, let's open our Bibles to Psalm number 71. Psalm number 71. Praise God for our guests that are with us. We appreciate you being with us tonight, each and every one. Those who are watching online, amen. Thank you, Lord. We're blessed. We're able to stream now. Simultaneously, we stream to uh, Roku, uh, those who watch on our Roku channel, those who watch on directly on our website, people can watch. We're also streaming at, right at the same time on YouTube directly. And we've also added, uh, we, we're streamed now directly to Facebook. Uh, so any people that are connected on Facebook, we're, they get the message right at the same time. So it's interesting because there are people sometimes sitting in church out there on their cell phones and they're streaming the service. I just want to tell you, you don't have to. We're, we're streaming to Facebook and YouTube, everything else, praise the Lord. And different followers, all they do is send their followers to our, their followers follow us and then they can get it direct. They can save their battery, praise the Lord. Amen. Well, that's good. We're just getting the word out in different methods and different avenues. And um, people are responding. People are interacting, um, learning and connecting. And so uh, it's more than what you see. You understand that? So be on your best behavior. Praise God. All right. Psalm 71 and verse 19 through 21. You have that? Say amen. amen. All right. Let's read together. Ready, read. Also your righteousness, O God, is very high. You who have done great things. O God, who is like you? You who have shown me great and severe troubles shall revive me again and bring me up again from the depths of the earth. You shall increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Did y'all read that last part, that last verse 21? Can we read verse 21 again? Ready, read. You shall increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Glory to God. Tonight I want to talk about greatness. 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 Father, thank you tonight for the opportunity we have now to spend this time in your word. I ask you, sir, for your anointing upon me to speak through me, to God empower me, to grace me to minister the word of God tonight, Lord, in a, in a way that will be meaningful to your people. I pray, Father, that it'll, it'll not be me, but it'll be you that ministers, oh God. And I pray, Father, that, Lord, that you'll give me the ability, the competency to minister to your word, Father. And I pray that every hearer would hear the word and be a doer of the word. And that, God, every person would accept the word. And, Father, Lord, your word says, Father, that, God, when we hear the word, it'll work effectively in those who believe. So I pray tonight that everyone, Mixes this word with faith and believes the word and let it produce greatness in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. amen. All right. Praise God. We've been talking about, uh, again, looking at this spiritual law uh, of exaltation. And I just, I just believe it's been so, such a, uh, it's not an irony and it's not coincidental because in God's uh, operation, there is no irony or coincidence uh, that my spiritual dad, Apostle Derber, uh, is right now preaching the same uh, vein, the same topic, this law of exaltation. And uh, I'm not copying him. He's not copying me. It's not like that. It's just that the Holy Ghost is speaking to us. And uh, I just thought, wow, that's, that's wonderful. Praise the Lord. 
as, as a son, it gives me some confidence. All right, you hear from God. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. But the spiritual law, we've been looking at uh, Matthew 23, 12. The scripture says that whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. It's spiritual law. Everybody say spiritual law. Spiritual law. All right, now, uh, I want to keep moving uh, here. First Peter, and verse, chapter 5 and verse 6, we've been on that verse as well, okay? Because the Bible says, therefore, so since, again, based on this law we just read here, therefore, humble yourselves. So you don't exalt yourself, because if you exalt yourself, what's going to happen? Did y'all get on this side? Nobody on this side got it. What, about, what happens if you, if you exalt yourself? You'll be humbled. Okay? So he says, therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in what? So due time. There's a due time, an opportune time. There's a set time that God will exalt you, raise you up, promote you into that place, that level. And it can be various times, too. You won't get just exalted one time. You understand that? You, you're going to go from faith to faith. You're going to go from glory to glory. You're going to go from strength to strength. All right? So God will take you to new levels and different levels all the time. So uh, he wants to exalt you. We've been looking at that word exalt uh, in the Greek. Hipsao, which means to lift up on high, and to exalt, it means metaphorically to raise to the very summit of opulence and prosperity. Praise the Lord. I take it too. I take opulence and prosperity. I'm allowing the Lord to do that in my life. I don't do it for myself. God's doing it for me. Amen? And he's doing it for you. All right? Then it talks about to exalt or to raise to dignity, honor, and happiness. Amen? Amen? Everybody say dignity. dignity. Say honor. honor. And say happiness. happiness. All right, that's where God is trying to raise us up to in various levels, okay? Now, the devil's been desperately trying to keep us from uh, really knowing who we are. From knowing who, in fact, I'll rephrase that, who we really are. Everybody has this, this idea of who, of who they are, but the devil doesn't want you to know who you really are. He knows who you really are. He knows whose you really are. Glory to God. The Bible says God knows those that are his. Well, the devil knows, that, knows those that are his, and he knows those that are his. Glory to God. And the ones that are his, meaning God's, he does not want you to know who you really are. He wants you to think you're a worm. He wants you to think you're only human. He wants you to think you're just a man or just a woman. He wants you to think you're just an ordinary person. He wants you to think you're just a regular person. But you're none of that. Glory to God. There's greatness on the inside of you. I'm going to deal with that tonight. Glory to God. So I got to know who I am. I got to know whose I am. And I got to know who's inside me. So I can live up to my divine potential. The Bible says you and I have been this Psalm 139, verse 14, I believe it is, says we've been fearfully and wonderfully made. So God, God handcrafted us. God molded us. God shaped us. God formed us. And put everything we needed on the inside of us to become what he wanted us to be. Only thing we were missing was the Holy Ghost. You understand? So whatever race he put you in, y'all don't want to like that. Whatever race he put you in, whatever gender he made you, it's, 
<laughs> it's so that you can fulfill your potential. That's why you can't change genders. Right? Because you may think, well, I'm free to change my gender. I, I feel like I'm something else. Problem is, the problem is when you go back before God after you die, when you go back before God, you're, you're going to go back before God as what he made you. And you're going to have to give an account of did you fulfill his purpose in what he made you. It doesn't matter if you became great in something you made yourself. Doesn't the Bible say we are his people and the sheep of his pasture? It says it is he that has made us and not we ourselves. So we didn't make ourselves. So if we didn't make ourselves, we don't have the right to remake ourselves. If we remake ourselves, we, make our, we remake ourselves in our own imagination. And your Bible says the imagination of, of, of the man's heart is evil continually. That was probably a little more. I didn't plan on any of that. But my, my point to you is that, that you shouldn't try to change from white to black. Or black to white. Or male to female or female to male. Or become an animal or whatever it is that you want to change something about your, I'm not talking about, you know, losing weight. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about changing these, these permanent things that God made us. Because however he made us was, he, he put the capacity in us to be what he called us to be, to be something great. And the moment you change any of that, you have, you have limited your greatness. You will not fulfill what God called you to be. I know that's not popular preaching, but I'm going to clap for myself right there. You can't do it. You can't do it. You understand that? Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me try to, let me put this in, in football terms. Maybe I'll get the guys to go with me on this. Or some ladies. Um, there, in football, you know, on an offense, there's a quarterback, there's sometimes running backs, there's uh, uh, which we call tailbacks or running backs or fullback. There, there will also be wide receivers or tight ends, and there's offensive linemen. The offensive lineman's job is to do what? Protect the quarterback. That's what he's designed for. Right? So when the coach calls a play or even the quarterback may audible a play, everybody on that team has to know their position and assignment, their assignment for that play, what they're called to do. So an offensive lineman can't get in his head, you know what, I don't like the fact that the wide receiver gets all the attention. I'm going to run downfield for a pass. You're going to get a flag on the play ineligible receiver downfield. You're ineligible because that's not what you're called to do. You weren't made. Your body ain't made to be downfield like that, big old boy. <laughs> right? Your body designed to guard and block. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? So you're supposed to say in your place. And what happens is is if you went downfield and you go to, you know, and, and the quarterback didn't throw the ball, you go back to the quarterback or the, or the coach and say, I was wide open. You're not supposed to be down there. 
When you come back to the huddle, when your offense, if, if you have an offensive coordinator or an offensive coach, he's going to meet with everybody and say what happened on that play. And you have to give an account for what you were called to do. Are you following that? And so when all of us stand before God, we have to give an account of what we were called to do. And so when he called us that way, he programmed or he put everything in us that we needed to fulfill that, that potential, that assignment, except the Holy Ghost. And then when you and I get saved and we believe God and we receive the Holy Ghost, now we have everything we need on the inside of us for greatness. <laughs> all right, I didn't mean to go all over there, but that just, it just came out. You got it? All right. Now, so, uh, Romans 8.30, let me give you this real quick. Romans 8.30 in the Amplified Bible. Romans 8.30, Amplified Bible. It says, and those who he thus foreordained, foreordained remember this scripture here? He also called, and those whom he called, he also justified, acquitted, made righteous, putting them in right standing with himself. And those whom he justified, he also glorified, remember this part here, raising them to a heavenly dignity and condition or state of being. So God has glorified us. Everybody say, God has glorified us. All right, that word glorified is the, is the Greek word doxazo, which means to honor. Here's what God has done for us. Here's, tell your neighbor, this is what God has done for you. It means to honor, to hold in honor, to make glorious. This is what's happened. This is, now listen, you may not feel like this now, but it's all inside you. This is who you are inside, okay? To make glorious, to adorn with luster, to clothe with splendor. To impart glory to something. God has given you a, he's imparted glory. He's shared his glory with you. Are you hearing this? To render it or render you excellent. So everybody say, I'm excellent. Wow. Wow. You have excellence potential on the inside of you. To make renowned. To make renowned. Give me another word for renowned. Well known or famous. Now, isn't it interesting how people on their own try to become famous? They work hard, and they'll sacrifice their dignity, and they'll sacrifice their integrity, and they'll sacrifice their honesty, trying to become famous, trying to become what God has already made them. And remember, that's, that's what happened to Eve. Remember, that's what happened to Eve in the Garden of Eden. Eve's sitting there, and the serpent comes along and says, you know, if you eat of that fruit, you won't surely die. Because remember, that's what he asked her. Well, you know, why won't, you know, she said, God, he said, we touch the fruit, we, we will die. He said, you won't surely die. He said, the serpent said, no, God knows that if you eat of that fruit, you'll be wise like him. So he's trying to trick her into becoming something she already is on the inside. So on the inside... There's already fame on the inside of you. I don't know if y'all can handle this tonight. There's already fame and world, world renown on the inside of you. Oh, some of y'all are going to be known throughout the world. And that, that's interesting. Paul said that about one church. He came to one church and said, he said, your faith is known throughout the world. Your faith 
is known throughout the world. Glory to God. So God, he said, to make renown, to render illustrious, to cause the dignity and worth of some personal thing to become manifested and acknowledged. All right, y'all got that? Now, we've been dealing with this about two or three straight weeks here, and I'll probably let it go. So I'll make sure y'all got the tail end of this here. So God wants to cause your dignity and your worth to become manifested and acknowledged. All right? Glory to God. All right, now that word dignified, I went back and pulled that back out again. That word dignified. Here are some synonyms that the, the dictionary gives for dignified. Because this is what God has put on the inside of you. Stately. Noble. Majestic. This I'm talking about inside you. Distinguished. Glory to God. That means you stand out, youth. It means you don't fit in. You don't go with the crowd. You don't just go with the flow. You're distinguished. You're set apart. I'm looking at this, all the youth over there, as I'm looking over here. Because they, they looking back at me with this stare, man. They're going to be all right. Distinguished. It means if everybody else act like a monkey, you don't act like a monkey. All right. So distinguished. I'm gonna, I just threw that in for y'all. Distinguished. Exalted. This is what's inside you here. Regal. Regal. Glory to God. Regal. Kirk, like somebody throwing flowers in front of you. Flower petals. You. Regal. Glory to God. Oh, hello, Baba. Regal. Lordly. I want you to see this here. These are synonyms that go into your makeup. See, most of us, when we think of ourselves, if somebody were to, were to ask you, hey, describe yourself. You, some of y'all, y'all been dating online and all that kind of stuff. And somebody say, describe yourself. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, put, you wouldn't use these words. Y'all don't, don't use these words. You say, yeah, I'm, I'm regal. I'm, I'm five foot eight and I'm stately. On your resume or, or, or an interview for a job, you, these aren't the words you use. You like, you know, I'm on time and dependable and trustworthy, you know, this little stuff. You know, you're trying, you're trying to trick people with your work. But here's who you really are. This is who you, this is who you really are. Buried under all that slothfulness, this is who you really are. Buried under all that laziness, who, this is who, oh God. Buried under all that just sloppiness in how you dress and how you look, this is how you really are. Buried under all that lack of punctuality, this is who you really are. Buried, buried under all that ebonics, this is how, who you really actually are.
Oh, no, okay, I'm going to throw this in. Buried under all that low self-esteem, this is who you really are. But see, if you don't know it, then you say, I have low self-esteem. Because you don't understand, you're impressive. You are, y'all don't hear. You're impressive. <laughs> oh, I'm going to let that sit there because I need y'all to get this. Because the, the Holy Ghost is working on your brain right now. I hope y'all are writing these words down. I'm not going to give them again, I don't think, unless the Lord tells me to give them again. I need you to get these words here. I need you to know how to describe yourself. Next time some, somebody want to date you, you go out on your first date, and they say, describe yourself. Yes, I'm stately. I'm noble. I'm majestic. I'm distinguished. I'm exalted. I'm regal. I'm lordly. I'm imposing. I'm impressive. I'm grand. And they're going to look at you like you're crazy. Now, if you're if you're you're the girl on the date, and he's paying, which he should be. Only people only people clap was right here. This is the only people clap right here. It's just crazy women out there paying. You they go out on the mill and the woman pulling out the, the debit card. And she the one. What are you what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, he don't have no money. Well, he ain't ready for no honey. He's not, he's not ready. Wait till he gets some money. Because if he can't pay for a meal, he definitely can't pay rent. this is you and you describe yourself like that if she can't handle it let her keep on walking there's plenty of fish in the sea <laughs> glory to God God will bring you the fish with the corn in the mouth <laughs> you know, we going with no random fish Lord, I want the fish with the corn in the mouth. I want the one who speaks prosperity. I want the one who speaks faith. I want the, oh my God. I want the one who speaks kingdom. You want the one with the corn in the mouth. That's a revelation for somebody right there. I don't know who that is. That's a revelation for somebody right there. Yep. All right. Okay, let's keep going. Let's, man, my clock's still ticking. Okay, go to Psalm 103. Go to Psalm 103, and uh, I want to look at, start at verse 1, and we're going to use Amplified Media, please. Psalm 103, verse 1, 
Amplified. Glory to God. Because we're talking about God dignifying you. Everybody say, I'm dignified. Glory to God. Glory to God. Buried under all that messy weave is dignified. It's stately. Messy bond. That's, that's my kids. Messy bond. Getting it done. It's a, buried under all that lack of grooming. Lack of grooming. Lack of grooming, men. Not keeping a nice haircut. Not keeping your face groomed. Buried under all that is some, some good stuff. I might as well pastor on a Wednesday night. Too. Might as well get in your business on a Wednesday night. It's for your good. It's for your good. Glory to God. Remember the Lord said that to me last year, uh, in the late end of previous year, no more sloppy living. He told me that, no more sloppy living. Did I share that with y'all? No more sloppy living. My wife would look at me, how come you're tucking your shirt in? These shirts made me worn out. Nope, I can't wear my shirt out. God told me no more sloppy living. Now, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. But these sh those shirts made to be untucked. No. I'm talking about me. You can do what you want to. I'm just talking about what he told me. <laughs> Glory to God. All right, let me get back to the word. Y'all looking at me with them funny eyeballs. He says in Psalm 103, verse 1, Bless, affectionately, gratefully, praise the Lord. <laughs> all right, good job, class. Oh, my soul, and all that is deepest within me, Bless his holy name. So deep down, bless him, all right? Verse 2, bless, affectionately praise, uh, gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of all his benefits. Don't forget any one of them. Verse 3, who forgives every one of, come on. That's good, isn't it? Who heals each one of, so don't leave any diseases out. He'll, he'll cover every one of them. All your sins, all your, all your iniquities, and all your diseases. Now watch verse 4. Who redeems your life from the pit and corruption. Now watch this next line. Who beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. This is, this is in your benefit package. How many of y'all have a job, you work on a job, you get some benefits? Yes, sir. All right, good. You get benefits and, you know, you use those benefits, don't you? Yes. You'd be mad if they didn't let you get your benefits. Yes. Glory to God. Some people, they, they, they work for the government. They get benefits. Y'all know what I mean by that. <laughs> it's just that they don't work for the government. And they get their benefits. Whatever the case is. This is our, these are our benefits. Don't forget any one of all our benefits, right? Now, here's what our benefits package includes. That he beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. So, here's what's going on the inside of you and what should show up on the outside of us. 
we're being beautified and dignified and being crowned with loving kindness and tender mercy. You got it? So the kindness and mercy of God are designed to bring out, you know, to beautify means to bring out beauty. That's what it literally means. Doesn't really mean to make beautiful. It means to bring out the beauty. You, you ever seen somebody? Uh, they they uh, re redo as best word I can use for some of us come to mind. They redo old furniture. Re, refinish. That's the word I'm looking for. They refinish old wood. Well, the wood was already beautiful when God made it, but it, it was it was piled on with stuff paint or stains, things that settled on it, marked it. They strip it down. They're not making, oh, they, you made that beautiful. No, they didn't make it beautiful. They just brought out the beauty that was already in it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So God, he's bringing out the beauty that's on the inside of you. And the guys, don't, don't get offended by this when I'm saying beauty. You understand. He, he, he makes you beautiful. You understand that? So he beautifies. He beautifies. Dignifies. So he's bringing out the dignity that's already on the inside of you. That's what he's put on the inside of you. And crowns you or surrounds you with loving kindnesses and loving kindness and tender mercy. Lamentations 3 says his mercies, they are new every morning, right? So he's filling us with this. All right. So now let me keep going here. My God. So his, his kindness and mercy is designed to bring you or bring out your greatness. Y'all hear that? It's designed to bring out your greatness. I want you to just look at Psalm 119. I want to show you the scripture that came back to me today uh, about, about how we are, how God wants us to live. Psalm 119, and we're going to look at, look at verse uh, 41. You're all over the Bible tonight, aren't you? Remember now, he's going to do this. He crowns you with the loving kindness and tender mercies. Okay, Psalm 119, verse 41. Y'all have that? Okay, it says, let your mercies... Come also to me, O Lord. You see that? Your salvation according to your word. So shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me. For I trust in your word. Remember this word, okay? And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth. For I have hoped in your ordinances. Another name for word, right? Verse 44. So shall I keep your law or your word continually forever and ever. Now look at verse 45, please. Verse 45 says, and I will walk at liberty for I seek your precepts. I will walk at liberty for I seek your word. So the word of God will cause you to walk at liberty. Now my, my center column reference here, if you have a decent Bible, there's a little number or something, a letter above the word liberty. And, or, and, and the word, the, the number one, and it means to, to walk in a wide place. Okay? Now, I gave you this couple years back, this, this scripture, and there were two words I wanted to show you here. That word walk is the Hebrew word halak, H-A-L-A-K, which means to go, to walk, to come, to proceed, move, live, manner of life. So I, wanna, I brought out that word live to you. Now, look at the next word. That word liberty is the Hebrew word, word rakab, which means broad, wide, or large. 
So if you put these two words together, uh, halak and, and rakab, it means because you get into his word and you follow his word, God will allow you or cause you to live large. All right, I'll say it again. If you follow his word, follow his precepts, God will cause you to <laughs> halak rakab. Did y'all like how I did all the Hebrew phlegm? Halak rakab. It literally means to live large. Everybody say live large. Tell your neighbor, God wants you to live large. He doesn't want you to be small. Tell him get big. This is what God will do. His word is designed to cause you to morph into something big. Hallelujah. To morph, to be transformed into something big. You can't, you can't have the word of God planted in your spirit and stay small because of the sheer potential of the word. I heard Pastor Chris say this today. So pastor Chris, he's a pastor over in, in, uh, in Nigeria, and he's preaching a message, and he heard him say this. He said, every tree is, a, is a, every tree a forest. Every tree a forest. And he said, you know, when, people, when you say to people, people are like, that doesn't make any sense. A tree doesn't make a forest. Yes, every tree can make a forest. Because every tree can reproduce. And given enough time, one tree will become a forest. You have the seed of the word of God on the inside of you, you have enough on the inside of you. Oh my God. Um, uh, praise God. Go to, um, let, me, let, me, let me veer here for a second. Go to Matthew 13. Ha ha ha. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 13, is that the one I want? No, let me see. That's not the one I want. Let me, let me go, let me go Mark over here. Mark 4. There's, there's a word they used, Jesus used here. Yeah. All right, Mark 4, verse 30. Mark 4, verse 30. Okay, now don't, how many of y'all remember this scripture? Know this scripture, Luke 17, verse 21, which says the kingdom of God is within you. Right? The kingdom of God is inside you. Okay, now look at Mark 4, verse 30, which says, then he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God? What's inside you? Or with what parable shall we picture it? It is like that kingdom of God seed inside you is like a mustard seed, which when it is sown on the ground, it is, is smaller than all the seeds of, on the earth. Verse 32, but when it is sown in your heart, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out, this is what I want you to see, large branches. 
Maybe y'all didn't catch that. Large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. So what is in you is, is, is programmed to produce largeness. Are you following me tonight? So God did not program you to be small. Uh, okay. He did not program you to spend, to live and die um, to be a small business owner. If I, if I could get that into people's heads, you were not meant to be a small business owner. Everything about you is large so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. Matthew says, so the birds of the air can nest in its branches. So the thoughts, birds, birds of the air is symbolic of thoughts, can nest under its branches. So in other words, you, he wants you to have large thoughts. Dream big. You know, every Fortune uh, 500 or Fortune 100 company started as a small business. But the people who operated them had largeness of heart. And so even when they were running a little mom and pop, little rinky dink little thing, they weren't planning on it being small mom and pop, rinky dink. They were planning on it being large from the very beginning. Glory to God. So, so the difference between you and them is just largeness of heart. It's the very same thing the Bible says God gave to Solomon. God gave Solomon largeness of heart. Solomon began to think and see big, way beyond just a little, little bit of money coming in. My goodness. Everybody say there's greatness on the inside of me. Say I've been programmed. I've been designed. I've been called. To live, large. to live large. All right, let me keep going here. Galatians chapter 6, verse 3. I gave you the scripture here last week. Galatians 6, verse 3. I want to go back over it real quick. Galatians 6, verse 3, which says, If anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Right? So to think you're something when you're nothing, you deceive yourself. But remember what I told you. If you think you're nothing when you are something, the devil's deceiving you. The devil's deceiving you when you think you're nothing, when you're actually something. So the church, because we don't want to think we're something when we're nothing, we'll, think we're, we'll make, go around thinking we're nothing. I'm just a, I'm just a. And you're not just a anything. Are y'all following me tonight? So God has put greatness on the inside of you. Everybody say greatness. So don't let the devil deceive you into thinking that you're nothing when you're something. So you got to see yourself based on this word, on the word of God. That's why I took you that scripture over in Psalm 119, 45, which talks about when you, when you abide or follow his precepts, you'll live large. Thank you, Lord. you got it? Yes, you and I are supposed to be great. Yes, You're supposed to be great. You're supposed to be great. You're supposed to be great. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 You're supposed to be, kids, if you're in school, you're supposed to be the, the, the valedictorian. They didn't say anything. Y'all said something. Great. Great. Not, not skirting by. Well, as long as I get a 1.5, I can make it out this piece. 
You can't make it out with a 1.5. Because I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to go and school y'all on this now. Because we ain't, we ain't paying for any remedial classes in college. I'm just putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. If you got to go to college and take remedial classes, you got you to pay for that yourself. Because high school was free. Preach, pastor. Preach, pastor. Preach. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to preach. You're supposed to be great. 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 If you're an athlete, be a great athlete. Can't stand. We we had our son. Our son wanted to play basketball last year, and so we let him play basketball. And uh, we didn't take him to the, you know, because he he's a legend in his own mind in basketball. And uh, so he wanted to, you know, we, we didn't, but we didn't take him to the to the uh, to like the, the to Wildwood. You know, they got a league at Wildwood, but Wildwood League is wild. These boys, they street ballers, extraordinary street ballers. These little kids, they seven, eight, nine, ten years old, fighting and throwing elbows. You know what I'm saying? So we know I, I can't put my son in that. So we let him play at the YMCA. Let him get his feet wet at the YMCA. Here's the problem with the YMCA. There's no fighting. You got to worry about fighting. But, but, there's no, it's, it's like everybody wins. You know, and uh, I, I can't get up on it. You know, it was, and they were playing, his, his team was very good. Jonathan was very good. He played, uh, he's, he's pretty skilled. He's beat me a few times in 21. But he, we, we, we play, uh, they, they play, and his team was really good. And they, they went undefeated the whole season, didn't lose a game the whole season. But what happened, they be, they be beating these other teams so bad. Well, they have a rule in the YMCA that when, when a team is 15 points ahead, they stop counting the score. Because we don't want to demoralize the other team. That's what every athlete wants to do. You mess with my competitive juices when you don't let me demoralize. I want to crush them. I, wanna, I want them crying to their mama. That's what an athlete wants. Athletes, don't, they don't want to barely win. They don't want to barely get by. They don't want to barely graduate. They don't want to be barely making it. They want to be great. That's why a lot of folks hate LeBron James. They can't stand LeBron. I can't stand LeBron James. But you know, you know what the problem is? You know what your real problem with LeBron? LeBron, is he great? That's really the problem. Is he's great. He strives for greatness. And, and no matter what, he tries to improve year over year over year over year. Good teams, even, even when they win a championship, they'll go and, and release some players off, off their team and bring in other players. Why? They had a good team. They said, no, we can be better. You just won a championship, but we can be better. See, they're going for greatness. And most of us, 
that, that, that offends us. It bothers us because people are great. Oh, they always at work on time. They, they're trying to be great. Look at you, little teacher's pet. No, they're trying to be great. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you, Caleb. That's my boy right there. They're trying to be great. We've become so cool with mediocrity. Preach this word, sir. Preach. Come on. That's right. That's right. I can't stand. Just But that's not the real you, child of God. The real you is stately and noble and distinguished and dignified and regal and lordly and impressive. The real you is impressive. <laughs> oh, God, may the real us come out. May the real us. May the real ones you made us to be come out on the outside of us. Glory to God. Glory to God. So you have greatness potential. Look at something here. Go to Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60. Y'all got it for more minutes? Isaiah 60. Glory to God. That's what I want to do. See, on Sunday, I'm preaching all nice. Sunday, I'm, I'm preaching all, all nice on Sunday because I'm trying to get people born again. But once you get born again, come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's be great now. I'm, I just want them to get saved. But once we get saved, come on, come on, let's be great now. Oh, I dare you to hit your neighbor right across the face. Tell them, come on, no. No, 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 Bop me great. <laughs> Stop being a slouch. <laughs> Stop being a nobody. Stop being mediocre. Stop being average. Stop being ordinary. Stop being usual. Stop being common. Become great. find the right church. I'm, I'm going to find the right church. I'm going to keep weaving through till I find the right congregation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The thing about it is, is, is you have help. I, I'll show you this here. I'll give you at least a little bit of it tonight. You have some help. You have some help. Look at, look at Isaiah 60. Verse 20, 22, Isaiah 60, verse 22. I want to show you the greatness potential. This is, just how God, this, this, how, this is how God sees. Look at what he says in Isaiah 60, 20, 22. Are you there? A little one, a little one shall become a thousand. Yeah, God knows how to turn a dollar into a thousand. He knows how to turn one location into a thousand franchise locations. He knows how to 
to turn one employee into a thousand employees. <laughs> God knows how to do that. He said a little one shall become a thousand. Ain't that interesting? God, he didn't say a little one shall become ten. He didn't say a little one shall become a hundred. He went straight to a thousand. Isn't that, isn't that something? Do you understand how God wants to multiply you? Matter of fact, we, we see in the word he said in, in the Old Testament, or deep down in, in the Torah, he said, greatly multiply you. That's greatly multiplying you. A little one shall become a thousand. He said, and a small one, a strong nation. He said, I, the Lord, will hasten it. This is like exalt you in due time. When he exalts you, he ain't taking you from 1 to 5, 1 to 10, 1 to 50, 1 to 20, 1 to 100. No, he's going straight 1 to 1,000. No, oh, y'all not ready for that. Ooh, that's, I, don't know, I don't know if I can handle that. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> Chew on that for a second. I mean, could you go from one client to a thousand clients? Well, I, can, I don't know if I can handle that. You ain't got to handle it. If you look at Isaiah 61, verse 7, look at Isaiah 61, verse 7. I'm going to just throw this in here. Isaiah 61, verse 7, he says, uh, is that right? Is that right? Instead of no, that's, that's not the one verse I want. Let me see. Isaiah 60, huh? No. Yeah. Is it 60, verse 7? No, it's not. It's 61 something. Verse 5. Verse 5. Verse 5. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. You don't have to manage a thousand. You just got to manage the managers. <laughs> and feed your flocks. And the son of foreigners shall be your plowman and your vine dressers. Verse 6. Verse 6, but you shall be named the priest of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. You shall be the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. In other words, God, somebody else will run all this stuff for you. You just got to have the largeness of heart. That's when they can you see that? Can you see a thousand trucks? A thousand trucks? Come on now. A thousand? Well, I'm just kind of working it, work with one. Can you see a thousand sauces? So, everywhere. Can you see being in a thousand stores? Well, how am I going to get all this stuff to all them? You know there are people who will do this for you. You just got to have the largest of heart. And he, and go back to Isaiah, go back to Isaiah 60, verse 22. Go back to Isaiah 60, verse 22. I, the Lord, will hasten it in, in this time. He didn't say you got, you got to do it. I will hasten it in this time when I know you're ready. <laughs> oh, boy. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, we're supposed to be great. Tell them again, we're supposed to be great.
We're supposed to be great. Now, I need to know, am I, am I in a religious church or a kingdom church? Don't fool me now. Because the religious church, they no, we we not supposed to be all that, and you know, you know, just, just you know, God don't want us, you know, trying to be famous. He said, I'm gonna make you famous. Look, go, look give me uh, Genesis 12. Give me Genesis 12, uh, one through three. Genesis 12, one through three. Now the Lord has said to Abram, Get out of your country. Y'all finding it? Y'all finding it? Okay. I'm, I'm just reading it. <laughs> Get out of your, your country from your family. That's the problem. Your family is small thinkers. Your country is your small thinking country. And from your father's house. All your siblings, they small thinkers. I know that's true because that's what Joseph's problem was. Joseph, when Joseph told his brothers about him being great, they couldn't stand it. They, they wanted to kill him because he said he was going to be great. Joseph had dreams of greatness, two dreams, God-given dreams of being great. He messed around and told his family they, they, tried, they wanted to kill him. Even his mom and dad were like, what you talking about, boy? But the Bible says his father Jacob pondered it in his heart. Hmm. All right. He's saying something here. And you know what? His dream came to pass. Every bit of it. He says to a land that I will show you. Look at verse 2. Verse 2. I will make you, I, God, will make you, come on. Say that, but you're supposed to be great. I will bless you and make your name great. I'm going to make your name great. I can get your name on everybody's jersey. I can get your name on everybody. I can get your name in that. I, mean, I can make you a household name. God says, I can do that. I can do that. There's a lady, uh, this, she has a TV show. Uh, she and her husband on uh, HGTV called, um, uh, this is Chip and Joanna Gaines. Their show, Fixer Up, y'all Y'all have heard of it, right? Do y'all know her story? Her story, her testimony, I don't mean to say story, her testimony is she was running a little small business, little small shop there in her little uh, hometown of Waco, uh, Texas. Little small thing, they're making a little money, she and her husband just doing a little small thing. And uh, the Lord came to her and said, Joanna, if you give me this business, I'll make your name great. I want you to be able to go home and take care of your family. Give me this business, I'll make your name great. And overnight, this seems like to us. She's on, she's, their show is a leading show on HGTV. Now, now they're, 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 they're saying we're done. We out, peace. But in the meantime, now they've gotten in stores. They have furniture lines and they have uh, uh, linens and everything in stores and I mean, they've got a bakery and they've got a, you know, big break, a, a bed and breakfast. I mean, they, God's made them plenty rich and plenty famous to the point they got haters on them. All because 
God said, if you give me this business, I'll make you great. If you give me this business, I'll make your name great. And she said, yes, sir. She was willing and obedient, and now she's eating the good of the land. Now, if God would do that for Chip and Joanna, won't he do it? Won't he do it for you? Won't he do it for you and your family and your business and whatever you have? He'll do it for you, too. God is no respecter of persons. No degree. Didn't go to school to learn interior design. But she's the number one interior designer on that station. See, I'm talking about when God does this. Not what you can learn, not what, what you can make happen on your own. People would give their right arm to have what they have now. People would give up their integrity, honesty, and dignity to have what they have now. But they didn't have to do any of that. They just said, all right, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, we're willing, we're obedient. And I'm telling you, God will do the same thing for you. Notice what it says here. He says, I'll make you a great nation, I'll bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Amen. Well, that's Abraham. Well, Galatians 3.29 tells you if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So the same promise that was made to Abraham in Genesis I'll make you a great nation. I'll make your name great. I'll bless you, and you're going to be a blessing. Somebody say, I'm going to be a blessing. Glory to God. You want to practice this now? You want to practice this now? Start being a blessing now. I heard Brother Copeland teaching on this last week. And it stood out to me. It's something I, I've, my wife and I have been doing for a long time already, but it just reaffirmed to us that we're doing the right thing. And he said, he talked about when you go to a restaurant or you go to have service somewhere, and he talked about tipping. He said, he said, don't see yourself as a tipper. See yourself as a blesser. And you got to catch this. When you're a tipper, you pull out a calculator. When you're a blesser, it doesn't matter what, how much the bill was. Y'all don't want to hear this preacher tonight. It doesn't matter how much the bill was. Your, your tip or your blessing isn't based on a percentage. Oh, boy. I, I'm telling you, if you will practice that, you, I, I'm telling you, I guarantee you. Oh, man. Everywhere we go, we do that, man, and people just, people run behind us. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh. Did you mean, are you serious? Crying. Everywhere we go. You bragging. I ain't bragging. I'm a blesser. I'm a blesser. We're blessers. We're not tippers. We're blessers. Oh, do you mean that? Yeah. Yeah. Glory to God. I'm trying to think. We were somewhere recently. And, uh, oh, we had gone out for your birthday. And uh, down at the end of the table. And uh, it was a big party. You know how you got a big party. Once you pass six people, they're going to put a tip in there. Gratuity. It's tip. Same thing. It's just a fancy word for tip. <laughs> so, gratuity. So they already put it in there, calculated gratuity based on our. 
So the lady came, and I'd already had in my mind how much I was going to give. And the lady came back, and uh, she, you know, all, separated all the bills. So here's our little thing. She had, had to, I said, she said, well, you know, the, the tip's already on there. I said, really? I said, that's what you want? <laughs> I said, tell you what, take it off there. I said, take that off there. And uh, she took it off there, and I pulled out one of them crispy $100 bills. One of them pretty ones. It was one no man have, has ever sat. <laughs> man, she almost, almost flipped over the whole table. Are you serious? Are you, are you for real? Yes. What a tip. I'm not a tipper. I'm a blesser. See, you shall be a blessing. See, most of us are trying to wait until we're great till we become a blessing. If you start out being a blessing now, you'll become great. Oh, give God a praise for that. Hallelujah. 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 I want to tell everybody everywhere I go, that's, that's, that's the secret. These are the secrets to prosperity. Is you'll be a blessing. Don't wait till you're, till you're rich to start doing this. You'll do it now and God will make you rich. Isn't that what happened to this man here? You, by the time you get to Genesis 13, verse 2, now he's extremely rich. He already knows how to bless people. Glory to God. <laughs> I, I, I learned, I learned, there, there's a dry cleaners here in town. I won't tell you where it is because then y'all be trying to get my dry cleaner from me. But I was, I was, I know people do that. But I was, I was, uh, I found out I'm the favorite customer of the whole dry cleaner. Am I right about it? He went there trying to do my, get my dry cleaner from me. You know, he know, he know how to sew and stuff like that. And uh, he gave him my name. She said, oh, oh, that's my favorite. That's the favorite, my, my favorite customer in the whole thing. You know why? I'm a blesser. It's your dry cleaning. So? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know your Bible says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive? A lot of, lot of, when I say y'all, I don't know which y'all I'm talking about. But a lot of y'all problem is you're waiting to receive. Jesus said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. If you learn to just give, you'll receive with no problem. It's the financial grace. It's the same coin. You flip it. One side is giving, one side is receiving. You be a giver, it'll flip over to you and you'll be a receiver. And the church said amen. So everybody say, I'm supposed to be great. I'm supposed to be great. I'm a, I'm a, I want you to repeat this statement. Now, I'll say it, then, then I'll give you about 10 seconds, and then, we're, then I'll have you repeat it. Because your religious mind got to shut down on this. We're going we're gonna to ask the Lord something. We're going to say, Lord, make me great. I'm going to let that simmer for a minute. 
because I got, I got to make sure the Baptists don't come up out of you. And the Presbyterian don't come up out of you. And the Methodists don't come up out of you. The Church of God in Christ don't come up out of you. But the kingdom of God comes up out of you. The spirit of God, the thing inside you comes out where you can say it with me now. Ready? Lord, make me great. <laughs> now, did your neighbor say it? You sure? This time, say it again and look at him. Look at him. This time, say it again. Look at him. Lord, make me great. And if they didn't say it, just tell them I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. We're going to get that religious devil off you right now because you need to have God, allow God to make you great. Religious minds won't dare say that. But he said, I'm going to make you great. So you're not being irreverent. You're not being materialistic. You're not being, you're not being, being, uh, um, um, anything shallow when you say, Lord, make me great. All you're doing is, is, is like, it's like, uh, uh, just asking the Lord to do what he already said he's going to do. That's all. That's all it is. Lord, just do what you do. That's, that's, like, that's like a wide receiver uh, thinking he got to beg the quarterback to throw him the ball. No, the quarterback wants to throw you the ball. That's what he wants to do. He's not a good quarterback if he don't throw you the ball. If he don't throw the ball, he just hear running back. He's, he's programmed to throw, the ball, to, to throw the ball. So God, God, it's in his nature to make you great. He, he put his seed inside you. So he makes you great. Can y'all handle that? Yes. Let's read the scripture and then we'll close. Give me 1 Chronicles 4 and verse 9. 1 Chronicles 4 and verse 9. <laughs> Lord, make me great. Now Jabez... was more honorable. So this guy we're reading about, the Bible, the Holy Ghost calls him honorable. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain, or he calls me pain. Watch, now verse 10. Now here's, here's Jabez, because he doesn't want to be known for that. He doesn't want to be known for pain. So Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Lord, make me great. <laughs> Can you see it now? Can you see it now? He said, oh, that you will bless me indeed. God bless my self and enlarge my territory. He said that your hand will be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may cause May, may not cause pain. So God said, no, I can't do that. Son, you're asking too big. So, no, son, we're not, no, just stay, stay low, stay down, stay small. Oh, no, just stay, stay little, Jabez. No, the Bible says so. God granted him what he requested, and he wasn't even born again. 
He wasn't even born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. And here you are, born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God with the unlimited potential of that seed on the inside of you. And how could you not become great? He says, so God granted his request. He said, Lord, bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. <laughs> Isn't that good? Yes, give, me that, uh, give me that same trans that same verse there, verse 10, uh, in the CEV. Let's try it. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a couple of them. Then I'm, I'm gonna send you home to. One day he prayed to, to Israel's God, please bless me and give me a lot of land. Be with me so I'll be safe from harm. And God did just what Jabez asked. That's good. Did just what Jonathan asked. You granted the king's request. That's what. Um, give me, give me um, the NCV, New Century Version. Verse 10. Verse 10. Jabez prayed to the God of Israel, please do good things for me and give me more land. That, you being greedy. Well, why did God do it? Because he wants you to have it. He wants you to be great. You remember, you remember this guy named Job, J-O-B, Job? Job chapter 1, the Bible described all the magnitude of things that he had, and the Bible calls him the greatest in the land. God made him great. The devil knew it. Give me, um, give me a new, li new living translation. No, give me, uh, give, me, give me the living Bible. Give me the living Bible. Living Bible. Verse 10. He was one who prayed to God, to the God of Israel, oh, that you will wonderfully bless me and help me in my work, help me in my business, Help me in my career. Help me in my school. Help me with this family. Help me in this ministry. Be with me in all that I do. God granted his request. Let's, let's try this one then we'll quit. Let's try the message Bible. That's always funny. Give me verse 9. Verse 9, message Bible. Verse 9. Jabez was, was a better man than his brothers. was a better man than his brothers, a man of honor. His mothers had named him Jabez Overpain, saying a painful birth, I bore him in great pain. Verse 10, Jabez prayed to the God of Israel, bless me, oh bless me. I dare you tonight when you get home, you just get on your knees, and you just say, Lord, oh bless me, oh bless me. Give me land, and look what he, what he had in order to ask. Large tracts of land. I don't want no tiny house. Lost tracts of man, land, and provide your personal protection. Don't let evil hurt me. God gave him what he asked. W plus, I don't know what that is. But <laughs> God gave him what he asked. So, here's God who put all this greatness inside of you. He's ready to bring it out. He's ready to bring it out. This law of exaltation, God is doing something supernatural in your life. All you got to do is stay humble. All you got to do is let God do it. Don't force this thing yourself. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. and all your ways acknowledge him, he'll direct your paths. You just simply delight in him. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Glory to God. You just simply stay in his word. He'll, you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. He'll make you great. You're the seed of Abraham. Great is on the inside of you. So we come back here in a couple weeks from now. You know, we're, we're away next week. We come back from a couple weeks from now. I'm going to walk through some greatness in this word on you because you're going to be great. You're going to be just great. Anything short of greatness, you're not going to settle for it. How many business owners ready to have great business? Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. No more small business. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're going to be doing business in great waters. Deep waters. Thank you, Lord. Catching great catch of fish. Your Bible says in John 21, those disciples caught a large number of great fish. God is all, we can just keep on going. This is great. It's all over the word of God. Thank you, Lord. And that is on inside of you, and God's bringing it out. Amen? Amen. Father, let's, we, we, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the word we've received tonight. I thank you for each person who's been here and, and heard. I pray that each person who's heard has received. That, Lord, they'll take the word and apply it to their lives. Each and every one of us, Lord, will evaluate any place where we have been trying to uh, smother greatness in our own lives, any, time, any place where we've been even sabotaging our own lives, our own success, and anywhere where we fail to heed your word and your voice, because, God, your word, your voice leads us to great success. You don't have a small voice, a small word voice. Everything you speak is leading to greatness. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Every instruction you gave brought about greatness. So I thank you, Father, that, Lord, in us, we'll begin to walk into that greatness that you've called us to walk into and live in and abide in, thanking that each and every one of us, because we abide by your word, we live large. Pray, I pray tonight that God you'll help us to fulfill your word that says we are to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Thank you, Father, that what you promised to our father Abraham is fulfilled in our lives. Father, that, Lord, you said you'll make him a great nation, you'll make his name great, you'll bless him, and he'll be a blessing. So thank you that, God, we are blessing people, Lord. And, God, you'll make us great. I thank you, Lord. I give you praise, I give you glory, and I give you all the honor for it, that this word comes to pass in our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. Give God a hand of praise tonight for that word.